Greetings and salutations. Uh, coming at you today, August the 1st, which is the first supermoon of August 2023. And um, pretty fucking potent, if I do say so. I've got this as a podcast, but it's also available with video through the forum. So if you're a member of the forum, then you get to see the video and discuss it with me directly and other kindred. Anywho, all those details I'll write with the synopsis of the thing. Just learning, getting it on. I did go a few years ago to a group to learn the podcasting thing and um, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. So I kind of got gun shy. Anyway, here I am and I want to shoot the shiznay on some astrology astronomy. I want to talk about these Gregorian calendar dates being glorified and glamified for these portals and events that are actually of a cosmic nature. So I'm going to read you straight from the guidebook because it's really good (laughs) but also because um, it's succinct. Anyway, here we go. Astronomy versus astrology. Astronomy is galactic, a constant and universal. It's the science of the movement of interaction of the stars, planets and constellations. It's dynamic. Astrology is from the construct. It's fixed and tethered to a calendar that is out of sync with the natural rhythm and flow of universal time. For example, the astrology, in our astrology, the sun is said to move into a different sign at regular periods. Dates, for example, Leo, of course, is the 23rd of July to the 22nd of August every year. In astronomy, the sun enters the constellation of Leo on the 11th of August this year. And when I wrote this, it was 2022. So this year, 2023, it's going to be on the 12th. So Leo, the sun doesn't actually enter the constellation of Leo until our Gregorian calendar, the 12th. You starting to get the picture? I knew you would. Okay, where am I up to? Yes, in astronomy, the sun actually enters the constellation of Leo on the, well, we'll say the 12th this year, 23, uh, a marked difference in time frames. So if you choose... To create a portal, a bridge, a place of intersection, interface and overlap into with another constellation that's coming into alignment with ours, would you choose as your source for navigation and authenticity the astronomical reference or the Gregorian calendar reference? Like the portal is an 8-8, we might celebrate it on the 8th of the 8th, But the portal isn't always on that time. Like the heliacal rising of Sirius, my favourite holiday. It's generally around the end of July, August. But in true effect, in the southern hemisphere here, fiery my veins, in the southern hemisphere here, we don't see it until August the 7th. Okay? So it's just understand that when you're doing this stuff, to be a little bit in touch 
with the truth behind the truth. All right, back to the, the writing. So if you choose to create a bridge, a portal, a place of intersection, interface and overlap into with another constellation that is coming into alignment with ours, which would you choose as your source for navigation and authenticity? An astronomical reference that's affiliated with the actual natural rhythm and flow on which the organic multiverse evolves and revolves? Or a date, time from an installed program calendar? that obscures the truth about our connection to and place in the cosmos, more often than not set to harness your devotion and ritual energy, diverting it for different purposes to which it was originally intended. Have a mindful lion's gate, bitches. Anyway, not trying to be controversial, but I am trying to get people to be a little bit more aware and not just swallow the goop, but actually listen and feel into the truth of what's happening. So do your lion's gate, your whatever day alignment thing that, you know, you want to pay homage to, make a connection with, but just go beyond the day. The day isn't the day. <laughs> the day isn't the day. Yeah, you got it. Anyway. Okay, I was just booking in for the Mind Body Spirit Festival, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, we're coming at you. It's a bit exciting. I haven't been to that for ages. But um, I'm looking forward to getting amongst it. And, um, of course, we'll be there with our deck of Ra and the book, The Galactic Memoirs and the Initiate. Anyway, that, we'll talk about that closer. But it's a bit exciting. So back to the podcast. <laughs> I suppose I should talk a bit about myself, really, introduce myself somewhat. My name's Vicky Veronese. I live in Byron Bay with my darling husband and six cats. <laughs> and um, we've been here for about 17, 18 years. We, oh, hello, we have a property where we hold retreats. Anyway, um... I've been into consciousness stuff since I was can ever remember. I was reading tarot professionally at 15. I just, it's, it's been my thing. My, my life has been a devotion to it, if you will. But it's been a devotion to the truth, moreover. I don't really give a fuck about labels and, oh, there's this movement, whatever the hell. It's more <sighs> truth, authenticity, resonance. I started with transcendental meditation. That was my entry point. And from there, I really got into Jungalo Melchizedek's Flower of Life. Then I studied with this fucking crazy woman. She was really into energy and that's actually how I met Johnny, my husband. Anyway, we made a beeline exit from that <laughs> almost cult. And um, we went and... I think from there we did pranic healing, another cult. Fuck. Um, wow. <laughs> Great basics, but um, I think when they gave us a medallion, or excuse me, they sold us a medallion for prosperity, but it had a use by date. <laughs> you actually had to repay them more money and the medallion would continue to work. 
Oh, yeah, I've seen it all. Anyway, uh, Pranic Healing, I think from there we went to the States and studied with Junvalo personally. Um, it was around the time he got into that living in the heart stuff and it was really good with for Johnny because it was a male and we've had so many female teachers. Anyway, we ended up teaching for Junvalo around the world in... Um, I was on his council. Oh, God. I don't even know if I should say that, if I want to own it. And um, we ended up teaching in China. I mean, it was quite the adventure, really. Um, around that time, we went to Thailand and I was really interested in breatharianism. Don't ask uh, why, but I can tell you what breatharianism is. <laughs> so a breatharian is someone who lives on prana, chi, energy. Um, anyway, you spend nine days, no, ten days and nine nights in a dark room. And I'm talking about dark, like, hello, you can't even see your, your hand. I mean, it's dark. And so the first phase of it, or three days, the melatonin balances. The next phase, or three days, is, um, I think it's called pin, pinole, P-I-N-O-L-E. Anyway, it's a glandular release from the pineal and you start to see shit then um the next phase dmt is naturally released through the body and i'm like i don't know if this shit's working but can someone move that pyramid and dolphins swimming around it out of my fucking vision <laughs> I mean, it was so crazy you know because by that time it, it had become normal anyway we did that with jasmine the breatharian and um, during that time, I mean, I had one of those life-changing experiences. People talk about, write about Pivodon. And we'd been teaching all this stuff about Merkaba, Merkaba, all this, uh, you know, teachings, which had total resonance for me. You know, sometimes the teaching can have resonance. It's just the context of the teaching can be out. Yeah, read that one back. Anyway, so we were in this dark room and, you know, uh, you can't see, but, you know, the third eye seeing. And so I'm looking over and I knew, I looked over and there was a, a figure and I knew it was Johnny. And the figure was inside this uh, tetrahedron and around the tetrahedron was a circle. And I looked at it and I thought, oh, fuck, that's a macabre. I got it. Right, right. And then suddenly in tuning into it this way, I experienced the macabre as a cage. It was not the vehicle we were taught. And I mean, boom, it was an upload, download, reload like nothing else. Uh, things really changed from there, like memories flooded me. Um, I had like visceral encounter with another dimension of self. I just, yeah, it's been a wild ride. So wild, I decided to write it down, hence the Galactic Memoirs, if that's in that. And um, then I started doing the work that I remembered, or that, you know, that I downloaded, whatever you want to say, um, in the darkroom experience. And um, I created a, a way to show others to do it, if you will, a, a school of consciousness. 
And I've been doing that for a while now and it's evolved as I've evolved. When I came home or when I came back from there and started to understand what was going on, I, I wrote down or I kept entering that space and I wrote down as chronologically as I could my memories uh, of that time. And from there, the work evolved. Now it's written out in that book. I've got a, like a, a systematic way of experiencing it. So there are different experientials and whatever. And that's what we do here at Byron Bay in the retreats Byron Bay. We have a yoga wellness retreat, which Johnny runs. And we have the consciousness one, Clean Embody Radiate. That's more my baby. But he attends. <laughs> and um, that's based on what you read in the book and what you work with in the deck. So that's a bit of background, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. I don't really visit my past much. So it's kind of weird regurgitating it for this in such a way that's not just chronological but has merit and meaning. Like, who gives a fuck? Really, when I work with people, I'm not that much interested in the story because what I find is the story is the bullshit. What I'm interested in more is where you're at now. I don't want to know necessarily how you got there. I'll be able to see that. It's more when you hear the story, it kind of becomes a narrative and the narrative becomes a sort of an entity of its own and it's not always accurate as to what happened and I think also, you know, people get it like a cat, like a sound grab or a yeah, I suppose you call it a sound grab, a sound bite, something like that, and um, takes it out of context. So there it is, inaugural podcast. Um, it's short, but I'll get better at this. It's actually a little bit more difficult than I thought, but I'm used to making videos. It's just my videos were like shorter to not indulge so much a person's time and get my message across quite quickly. Podcasts I find are a little bit more personal, a little bit more chat, a little bit more informative, shall we say. I've got some great guests coming. I've got uh, professional astrologers. I've got photographers. I've got a dentist. I've just got people from all different walks of life who are experiencing themselves as a spiritual being having a human experience. So that's an oldie, isn't it? Anyway, uh, thanks for listening and uh, next week. Until then.